0: Block Talk Radio. Order.
1: professional wrestling savior, the Juice JT Dunn, and you're listening to the Squared Circle Cafe, only on blogtalkradio.com.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year, and I don't mean Christmas, I mean every wrestling fan's favorite time of the year, and that is wrestling this season.
2: Well, of course it's the most wonderful time of the year, because... Duplexes throwing and bodies are slamming when children are near. (laughs) (laughs) I can almost
0: hear the facepalm that Jeremy's giving us right now.
1: (laughs) Facepalm.
2: You've got to admit, though, Uh, this this is wrestling fans, Christmas, Super Bowl, everything rolled into one.
1: You're right about that. You are absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> I I you know, I'm this is gonna be a good card.
0: I think it is too, but before that, let's get introductions out of the way first. Here's Daria live from Square Circle Cafe, along with Beth sitting right here next to me. And live from the OK here's Jeremy, everyone.
1: From the four oh five. Yep. <laughs>
0: Woo! How is life down in okay?
1: Oh, well, it's okay.
0: <laughs> well, I did go back to
1: OHIO. Yes, uh, I did go back to OHIO last week. And how was that? It was fine. Uh, got to see the family, spent some time with, the, with a friend or two. I uh, can't really complain about
0: that. All right. Well, let's get a couple of things out of the way first. Some happy news to announce. Um, on March 27th, Ms. and Maurice became parents to little Monroe Sky. Send out congratulations to them. And the funny part about that is that if you remember, if you watched Total Divas, when Ms. first found out the pregnancy due date, which was the day before
2: WrestleMania,
0: day hey. two days before WrestleMania, the first words out of Miz's mouth was. That's WrestleMania weekend. Could you give us another date? So apparently Monroe listened to her little daddy and decided to come out a week early. So congratulations to them. You can see more about it on people.com as they have a featured article about Ms. and Maurice's happy little bundle of joy, as well as the Bennett, a.k.a. the Kanellises, Micah Maria, their baby daughter, Frederica Moon, was born two days ago. So congratulations to both sets of parents giving birth to two beautiful little girls. Who knows, we could be looking at a future wrestling main event right there with those two. Never know. So congratulations to them. It's always happy, uh, but also on the flip side, we have some sad news. We want to send our condolences to the family of Johnny Valiant, who unfortunately was passed. Who unfortunately was struck and killed by a truck this week. And was and passed away. So our condolences are sent out to them as we wish them well and healing in this time of sadness. So thanks, Johnny Valiant, for being a really a member of the wrestling community that no one will ever forget. All right, on to this weekend. As you know, tonight is the Hall of Fame ceremony. So that starts at 8 o'clock on the network. So we'll still be on the air while that's going on, but we'll still check it out as it's happening. We have inductees this year from Celebrity Wing. We have Kid Rock. We have Mark Henry, Ivory, the Dudley Boys, Darius J.J. Johnson receiving the Warrior Award. Another J.J., Jeff Jarrett being inducted. And the headliner, of course, Goldberg, Goldberg.
2: Um, you forgot, you forgot somebody. Oh yeah. You forgot, you forgot a certain gentleman from Mud Lake, Kentucky.
0: Hillbilly Jim. Mhm. So it's gonna be cool to see. It. Well, remember we had that Mandela effect thinking he was already in there. So
2: <laughs> that is true. All
0: right. So congratulations to all of them tonight. It's gonna be a fun evening. Hall of Fame, as always. A memorable night, especially when you get to hear the stories of the wrestlers. So it's going to be interesting to see how each of them pans out. This is already being posted on Twitter of everyone showing up for the ceremony in their outfits. There was one I just saw with Matt Hardy and Rebecca. And there was another one with Zack Ryder and his girlfriend, Chelsea Green. You know her better, formerly as Laurel Ness from TNA. Laurel Van Ness. Laurel Van Ness. And many others, so be sure to tune in for that. So at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight on the WWE Network. Uh so right. just under an hour. Good. So let's start off with the first of the two shows that are happening this weekend through the WWE, and that is NXT Takeover. NXT Takeover takes is in New Orleans, and it has it's at the Smoothie King Center. Starts eight p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, April seventh. We have, for our card, the NXT Tag Team Championship as well as the Dusty Rhodes Classic is on the line as the Undisputed Era will defend their tag team titles against Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne and the Authors of Pain in a triple threat match. And there's a story behind this. We'll get to that in a second. The Women's Championship is on the line as Ember Moon puts it up against Shayna Baszler. In an unsanctioned match, Johnny Gargano faces Tommaso Ciampa. We are having, for the first time ever, a new title being introduced in NXT, and that is the North American Championship. It will be a ladder match, and the participants in that match are Adam Cole, the Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, and two newcomers to NXT, Ricochet, and EC3. And in our main event, we have the NXT Championship on the line as Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega in his corner will defend against
2: Aleister Black. All.
0: Let's start off with the Tag Team Championship. It was originally supposed to be the winners of the Dusty Road Classic would face the Undisputed Era. The, un- the finals in the matchup was the previous winners, the Authors of Payne, and the newly formed tag team of Roderick Strong and United Kingdom champion Pete Dunn. And the match was going strong on Wednesday until Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly decided to interfere, causing a double disqualification, which means we had no winner.
2: Which meant they thought they were going to have Saturday Night Off.
0: So that being said, William Regal decided to come out and say, um, no. In fact, he was going to do one better. Not only was Undisputed Era going to defend their tag team championship, but also they were going to defend it against both of tag teams in the matchup. And since we didn't have a clear winner for the Dusty Rose Classic, we will have one because the winner of that match will be the winner of the Dusty Rose Classic for 2018. But here's also a little side note. WWE has confirmed that during the house show, Bobby Fish was injured. So, therefore, the Undisputed Era is going by the Freebird Rule and Adam Cole is defending the Tag Team Championship. However, he has a choice. He can either pull double duty and be in both the Tag Team and the ladder match, or he can give up either one of his spots, the Tag Team Championship or the ladder match. Or Kyle O'Reilly can just defend it by himself. So the question, so this is, I guess, is kind of a double header. Who will win? And will Adam Cole defend the tag team championship and wrestle in the ladder match, or three? Will Adam Cole choose one or the other? So Jeremy, let's start with you.
1: Gosh. Okay, so this is. So let me get this straight. This is Authors of Pain against the Undisputed Era and – who was the other one?
0: Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn.
1: Okay, Strong and Dunn. Oh, gosh. it, it It's probably going to go to one of the established teams. i got to say that first off. So I'm going to eliminate Dunn and Strong right away. Uh, as much as Beth is going to hate that. <laughs> She's already shaking her head um,
0: at you. <laughs> huh? She's already shaking her head at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I figured that. Um, but I I have trouble believing that Adam Cole's not going to want to prove that he's one of the best out there so I think he's going to wrestle both. Which leads me to believe that Authors of Pain are going to win the are going to win the match and the titles.
2: Okay, very good. That's what says it. Nope, nope. No. First of all, rumor mill has it that after Mania, when they do the next shake, the Superstar Shakeup, AOP is getting called up to the main roster. They're not going to give them the belt and then pull them up to the main roster. Um, they're not going to have Adam Cole he, Adam Cole is going to do both spot, both matches <clears> just <throat> to show he's Adam Cole baby and, but they're going to protect him because he's, they're either going to first of all O'Reilly's going to do most of the work so they're either going to keep Cole because they're, they're either going to have the match before the ladder match so they're going to protect him so that he's good for the ladder match or it's going to be after the ladder match, and he's going to have his ass kicked, so they're going to protect him so he doesn't get hurt even more. So I'm sorry, but in my opinion, I honestly think that Dunn and Strong are going to take it. All
0: right, well, you, both, your have
2: view.
0: Right, well, you both have valid points. You both have valid points. I've been looking at both matches and stuff, and. I honestly believe that, yes, the Authors of Pain are due to come up to the main roster. I think the tag team division on SmackDown needs a little bit of shaking up, and I would not mind seeing the Bludgeon Brothers versus AOP. And having Paul Ellering back, oh, icing on the cake. So that leaves Undisputed Era done and strong. And as much as, you, much as you're going to kick me for this, Beth, I think Undisputed Era is going to, as always, find some way Eking their way out of the situation that they're in right now. I honestly think it is going to be probably before the ladder matchup and I have a feeling somehow even though he's injured Bobby Fish may make an appearance to help out so I'm going with
2: you Just plucked the thought from my brain. I'm actually googling to find out exactly when he got hurt
0: so if that's, if that's the case, Bobby Fish will find some way. If Tommaso Ciampa could jump out of an audience and get his crutches out, then Bobby Fish could do the exact same thing. So I'm going with Undisputed Era to retain the titles and win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. And it wouldn't be the first time we've had a so-called dusty finish to the Dusty Rhodes Classic because AOP did the exact same thing. So that's going so to be interesting to see. And I think a little tension might spot out between done, and strong, which could lead to a future matchup down the line. All right, next we have the women's championship match, Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler has made it a point that she wants to be the next women's champion and has done anything and everything she can to get Ember Moon's attention, from injuring Dakota Kai to taking out Kai Sang to even taking out Ember Moon before her title matchup. But Ember Moon was still able to beat her with one arm. Ember Moon has proven time and time again that no matter the adversity, she's able to overcome it and win the match. Can she do it again at NXT Takeover? What says you?
2: Honestly, I think Ember. I think Ember's gonna hang on to it a bit longer because one thing that you can say consistently about the NXT Women's Title, each of the reigns have been a significant amount of time. She's only had it since
0: December. I don't think they're going to take it off of her that soon. Yeah, I don't see Shayna Baszler taking the title anytime soon. If anything,
2: Shayna Baszler has established herself
0: as the toughest woman on the NXT roster at the moment, but I still think she's a bit green. So I'm not sure she's ready to be the champion yet. So I'm going with Ember retaining. Jeremy, what says you?
1: What saith me? Well, i say Ember Moon is getting called up, I think. So with that, it would make sense. Uh, I'm using Beth's reasoning for the last match, and I'm applying it on this one. I do think that Ember Moon gets called up. Therefore, I think Shayna Baszler gets the title here.
2: All right, very good. But it also wouldn't be the first time that they've called somebody up to the main roster with one of the two titles in NXT, because, I mean, look, they brought Owens up, and he was NXT champ. They brought Sasha up, and she was NXT champ. Right,
1: both good points. Yeah, they could do the same thing with the authors of though.
2: Yep, both good
0: points, so we'll see. All right. This matchup, I think, is going to be one of the show stealers of the night, especially since it's unsanctioned. Tommaso Ciampa, ever since last year's takeover, has done everything and anything he can to make Gargano's life a living nightmare, even going so far as the interference matchup with Andrade costing him his NXT career. Tommaso has pretty much said, without a doubt, he will ruin Gargano's life. Gargano is not taking it lying down. He made several pop-up appearances at NXT to take out Ciampa, whether it be at ringside, outside at the, at the gym, even showing up at his house at 2 a.m. to pound on his door, demanding that he open up and get him. William Regal has decided that enough is enough, but this is unsanctioned, which means he has no responsibility for what happens. Johnny Gargano will be facing Tommaso Ciampa in what's going to be, what I think, a very bloody grudge match. So Jeremy, after everything that Ciampa has done to Gargano, What says you about this
1: match? I think Gargano gets his payback on this one. I'm going with Gargano to beat the ever-loving hell out of Ciampa.
0: I'd have to say the same thing. Ciampa, enough is enough. I mean, it's like, I can't take this anymore. I mean, Ciampa has bullied him long enough he took him out. With, he took him out. Cost him his world title, not once but twice. Cost him his career. So I don't see Gargano taking this lying down. I don't even think he's going to wait for the bell to ring for this
2: to start. So I'm going no. with Gargano. Honestly, I think Gargano's going to take it too because it's his last match for NXT. He's going to not to mention it's until such point as Chompa makes it up to the main roster. It's his last chance for a while to get his hands on Chompa He is going to take every bit of the of it and with it being unsanctioned pretty much Just about anything's gonna go. So I definitely agree that it is probably going to be a bit bloody It's definitely going to be intense. There is definitely a hell of a lot of emotion in the build-up to this and this is definitely
0: going to be a match-of-the-night candidate. All right, moving on to the next one. William Regal made the announcement that a new championship will be introduced to NXT, and it's called the North American Championship. The belt has been revealed. Actually, it doesn't look too bad. And the participants have been announced. We have current NXT superstars Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Laura Sullivan, Killian Dane. And two names who have recently been added to the NXT roster. In the pit, indie star Ricochet, who has made a name for himself over the years, over the independent scene, we know because we've seen him live. He's quite the athlete. And returning to WWE only under a different moniker is Mr. EC3. You've known him formerly as Derek Bateman, now he's back as EC3. Making a name for himself in NXT, hoping to win said championship. But the most unique part about this championship is that it's going to be in a ladder match. As we all know, the rules of a ladder match: first one to climb the ladder, grab the belt, will be declared the winner. So with that being said, for me, I'm looking at this right now, and as much as I would like to see Adam Cole wear the belt. I think they should go, I think one of the rookies might get it. I'm putting my money on Ricochet because Ricochet, he's a high flyer. He can do this kind of stuff. And I think it would be sweet to have a brand-new star win a brand-new title. That's.
2: It would be cool to have one of the new, one of the new guys win the brand-new title, but at the same time, you can't discount the reputation that Sullivan has built for himself since he's been in NXT. I'm sorry, Dane may be the beast of Belfast, but Sullivan has just been a straight up beast, completely mowing through all of the competition they've given him. So honestly, I think if they're gonna keep build, if they're gonna keep building Sullivan the way they have, they need to put him over in this match and give it to him.
0: All right, so you're going with Larry. I'm going, I'm gonna go with Sullivan. Okay. Danny, how about you? you got your money on this ladder match.
1: I I agree with Beth that you can't discount Sullivan, but by the same token, I don't think you can discount Dane either. I mean, he's kind of an animal. Um, ultimately, though, I think it's the Undisputed Era's night. Therefore, I'm going with Adam Cole. Isn't that- Yeah, (laughs) remember? I know. I
0: I know. According to Beth, remember? Remember, Jeremy, you have to finish the name. So say it again. Really? (laughs) Adam Cole, baby.
1: (laughs) I'm not excited. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that. I'm sorry, but I don't get why he does that.
0: I don't get it either, but he does. And I know these guys change, but um, yeah, it gets over pretty well. So, and just quick note, we just looked over to the Hall of Fame ceremony. They're interviewing Gita right now. They're on the red carpet. I see Mojo behind her, wearing a green Zuba tuxedo, representing Zuba. So we have 38 minutes till Hall of Fame starts. I see Ricky Dragon Gito, sitting in the chair. All right, on to the oh, main. Oh,
2: here comes in the. I'll
0: be rude if just entered. in that
2: suit.
0: Whatever you do, don't squeal. Don't say anything. Jeremy, be careful. She might be exploding because Jeff Hardy is being interviewed right now. All right. On See, to... Is,
2: is, it, is it really bad, though, that as much as I love Jeff Hardy, when the screen changed it with them, the first thing I noticed was actually the lovely color of Byron's jacket, I actually like that, and you know, I'm liking the fact that he's the turn of his masculinity to be on the Hall of Fame ceremony wearing a pinkish, mauve-colored satin tuxedo jacket.
0: All right, well, with that being said, it's made main event time.
2: Andres Yen
0: Almas has been running ramparts through NXT as El Lo, the current NXT World Heavyweight Champion. And with Selena by his side, stroking his ego, making sure that he stays the number one guy, the two of them have pretty much ruled NXT until Aleister Black has rolled around. Alistair Black earned his way in becoming the number one contender for the championship and pretty much has shown without a shadow of a doubt that he is by far one of the toughest competitors in NXT right now. You get hit with Black's bash, you're pretty much out for the next week. So... But that being said, and of course him teasing Zelina a little bit, she didn't appreciate the fact that she made fun of the fact that she's short.
2: And of course that was freaking great.
0: And of course Andrade didn't appreciate that either with the beatdown he got last week. But that being said, who do you see taking it? Do you see the man in black, Alistair, becoming our new NXT champion? Or El Idolo chains his championship? Jeremy?
1: Ooh, uh that's a good question. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to – I'm going to look here because I want to know how long he's had the – he's only had the title for, let's see, five, six months? Five months? Almost five months. It would take. Yeah. Okay. I think they'd like to keep him, keep it on him a little bit longer. But at the same time, I can't help but think that Black is the next champion. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with almost retain this time, but they have a rematch, and at that point, then you see. Uh, then you see them uh, switch it so that he can go on to the uh, to the main roster.
0: All right. Well, as much as I agree with you, and I do respect Andrade, you know me, I love my Hispanic wrestlers. I love the attention that they get and stuff. I have to say, though, Aleister Black has really established himself as a top star. That black mass is deadly. He has some of the toughest kicks there is, and if you saw that video on YouTube of him and his training program, you'll see he's taking this match extremely seriously. So, Alistair Black, I think, has really found a niche for himself in NXT. So, idolo, lo siento, pero I'm going with Alistair Black and Black Mask. Beth, is
2: this really even a question? Come on now. We all know I'm an Alistair Black fan. Yes, you are. And you know what? Sorry, Andrade. You're going to get your head kicked off.
0: Yep. Don't be surprised. New Orleans if you see a head just flying through the audience there. <laughs> all right. Well, that's NXT TakeOver covered right now. So now it's time to move on to Sunday, mid-afternoon, early evening, to the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania 34 takes place live. Pre-show starts at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Main show starts at 7 p.m. We've got a full, we've got a card set up. It is one of the biggest, one of the bigger cards we've seen. We have as of, we have as of right now, because we know things could change between now and then. We have Roman Reigns facing Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. WWE Champion AJ Styles faces Shinsuke Nakamura. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey faces the team of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Daniel Bryan making his triumphant return to the ring. And Shane McMahon will face the team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with the stipulation being that if Sami and Kevin win, they are rehired to SmackDown. If they lose, they stay fired off the show. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line as Charlotte defends her title against Asuka. The tag team championships on SmackDown are also on the line, as the Usos defend their championship against the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers in a triple threat match. The Intercontinental Championship is on the line in a triple threat. Champion Miz will face Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. The United States Championship is on the line in a fatal four-way, as we have Randy Orton defending the title against Bobby Roode Jinder Mahal and Rusev. The tag team Raw championships are on the line as The Boss, Cesaro and Sheamus will face Braun Strowman and a partner of his choosing. The Raw Women's Championship is on the line as Alexa Bliss will defend against her former best friend Nia Jax. For the preview show, we have the first ever Women's Battle Royal, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And the finals of the Cruiserweight Championship will begin as Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali face each other with the winner becoming the new Cruiserweight champion. All right, let's start off with the pre-show matches. We have the first ever battle royal match for the women. This is the first time ever this has happened at WrestleMania. Usually we have either a multi-women's tag match or we just have the championship matches. But, yes, we're going to have a over-the-top rope battle royal with all pretty much the entire women on the roster. And maybe, who knows, maybe even a couple of surprises from NXT. Who's to say? So, with that being said, here's two for you. Who from NXT would be in it? And who do you see winning? Jeremy, what's going start with you?
1: I definitely think Ember Moon's in it. Uh... Trying to think of who else could come out of NXT. Um, I mean, you could have Baszler in it. Uh, you could have, if they're if they're good to go, you could have. Uh, let's see. Uh, you could have Sane uh, and Kai in there. As for who wins, the problem is they've only built one story and that's Banks and Bailey. So it's got to be one of those two, and of those two, I think it's Banks.
0: All right. So you're going for Sasha Banks. Very nice. All right, Beth, what's with you?
2: I agree that the only two they they've really seem to build for this Forge this are Sasha and Bailey, but honestly, I think Bailey's finally going. To, Bailey has gotten to the point where she's just completely fed up, and I see her doing her damnedest to just beat the hell out of Sasha. So honestly, I think Sasha. I think Bailey is going to take it because, well, you know, I just don't like Sasha. <laughs>
0: I know you don't like Sasha. You made that quite obvious here on the show and in real life. <laughs> what do you see from NXT in it?
2: Um, honestly, I'm going through. I'm going through some things with thinking of people that I've heard things about, and I'm thinking. Pos- I'm thinking Ember. I'm thinking possibly Kyrie again. I'm thinking possibly um, at least. Peyton, if not Peyton and Billy Kay. Uh, I well, about
1: I those two. It's good good it's point.
0: point. Well, I think it would be quite iconic if the iconic duo were in the Battle Royal. So that's my pick for who from NXT is going to pop up in the matchup because I think that's going to be, like I said, iconic for those two. Well,
2: you know, Two plus right now. As the reason I mentioned like multiple people right now, we literally have six people from the main roster that are announced to be in this freaking battle royal. And I'm sorry, but six women, even if you only, even if you only have like two people from NXT come in, that is ten. eight women is not really a WrestleMania card worthy battle royal. Well, so I'm they've awesome. got to be bringing up a few people from there. Not to mention, there's probably a few surprises and. We have
0: got absolution.
2: I'm wondering if they're members
0: of the riot squad. I'm
2: wondering if there's also the chance though, that we might have some of the uh some legends return again since they were so ro- well received at the women's rumble.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a pretty good surprise too. Um I mean but, hi
2: we've already seen on the pre show here.
0: Leaders in town. That's definitely true, so that could be a possibility. But since I think they pretty much, you know, they pretty much pulled all the stops with the Royal Rumble, so maybe a legend or two would be fine. But I don't think they're gonna have that many surprises. Like I said, we've also got the other members of the Riot Squad. We got Sarah Logan and Liv. Oh, Sarah, Sarah. Oh crap! I just blanked out on her last name. Sarah Logan. You we're right, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. That's why I screwed it up because it was like Morgan and Logan. Okay. We've got those two. We've got Sonya Deville. We got Mandy Rose. Um, they're also could be in the in the battle royal and the six you see here plus impossible NXTs. But as far as um, Sasha could win it because she did last 59 minutes in the in the Royal Rumble, setting the record for that matchup. But I have to agree with Beth. I think Bailey's getting sick and tired of being like the goody two shoes. That she's been. This tough streak is starting to come out of her. I'm hoping to see more of it, and I think this Battle Royal will be a good place for it because it would be pretty cool to see her slap the last person out of the ring and win the whole thing. So, my pick, I'm going with the huggable one. I'm going with Bailey. All right, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal also on the kickoff show. This Battle Royal is in memory of the first uh, Hall of Famer. Andre the Giant, one of the greatest superstars ever, the grace the ring, the eighth wonder of the world, and who also has one of the biggest gonna
1: women. I was going yeah. to say, I have the list of entrants for both battle royals right in front of me here.
0: Oh, okay. So go ahead and give us the women's one, and then give us the Andre the Giant.
1: All right. For the women, we got Saucer Banks, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Bailey Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Vicki James, Carmella, and Dana Brooke was announced yesterday. All right. So and then. And that's the women.
0: What do we okay. Have for now we got the
1: men. All right. We got the revival: Wilder and Dawson. We got Baron Corbin, Mo, Mojo Rawley, Ty Dillinger, Matt Hardy. Dolph Ziggler from Fondango, Breeze, Goldust, Keith Slater, Rhino, Zach Ryder, Primo Colon, Kane, Kurt Hawkins, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Aiden English. And those last five were announced today.
2: That's nineteen.
0: Which means well remember last year Baron Corbin just showed up. So I mean not last year, but the year before, Baron Corbin just showed up. So I'm
2: saying that's nice that's nineteen an ounce for the men and he the, with the names he read off that was fourteen an ounce for the for the women. Right. You're putting and they're portions and go with like a minimum of twenty in each. So that's six surprises for the women and one for the men.
0: Uh so the question will be so we pretty much can think that the men's side could possibly be either someone who's been off the radar for a while and it's popping in, or an NXT superstar. So guess will be who do you think is going to be that last surprise entrant, and who do you think will win? Now for me, I think that surprise entrant might be, if he is cleared, someone you just saw being interviewed a little while ago, and that is Jeff Hardy. But for the winner, I'd have to say, The statue spoke to him to procure, procure, procure victory. I'm going with the Woken One, Matt Hardy. Beth?
1: I'm going to make it two for two. Already? Yep.
0: Your reasoning.
1: Uh, (laughs) I I like the pick. It's, It's a solid pick. Um... Nobody else in this really seems to stand out.
0: All right, very good. All right, Beth. How about it?
2: Honestly, I do see a very strong shot for Jeff being the extra, um, being the, the being the surprise entrant because by all reports he is looking good. He is getting he is looking he is probably very close to being cleared to compete if not already and they're just not letting us know this but at the same time they could completely surprise us and pull it as someone from nxt although i can say early rumors are already saying that jeff is possibly going to be our mr money in the bank for this year which would be interesting but as far as the winner goes i think we're going to go three for three because vince likes things that make money and then got proven wrong about Woken Matt Hardy when he realized that for two to three hours after Ultimate Deletion went off the air, it was still the number one trending topic worldwide. So I think he's going to want to try to keep the fans happy, give them what they want, and strike
0: while the iron is hot with the Woken one. Very nice. Very nice indeed. All right. We have the finals of the Cruiserweight Championship. As we know, the former champion was unfortunately released from the WWE for certain reasons, which left the title open. Our new commissioner on 205 Live, Drake Maverick, decided to go with a 16-man tournament to determine the new champion with the winner, winning match going on to WrestleMania. After the grueling tournament and all the matches being done, we have pretty much what's being called the heart and soul of the Cruiserweights facing each other at WrestleMania, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Both of them made their marks during the Cruiserweight tournament, and Cedric was pretty much signed on the spot after his matchup. Mustafa Ali has had a very emotional time getting to the WWE, as he stated in his video, if you saw it on YouTube. Cedric Alexander, of course, also is very emotional about this match because this is his first appearance at WrestleMania. And mind you, Cedric Alexander was a former guest on this show. So I know this matchup I'm very happy to see. I'm very excited to see it. I'm very excited to see both these guys have their WrestleMania moments. I'm really happy for the two of them, but I know I have to do the difficult thing, and that's pick a winner. And as much as I love Mustafa Ali, especially since he won my heart when he petitioned to play Aladdin for the live-action movie that Disney will be producing, (laughs) and agreed with me when I said he would fit the spot, I'm gonna have to go with our former guest. I would love to see Cedric Alexander finally get that title And have a great WrestleMania moment.
1: Jeremy? Make it a twofer. I'm going with Cedric. I think it'd be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one as well. These two should put on an excellent match.
0: All right, Beth?
2: I'm going with Cedric as well because, honestly, it looked like he was the one that was in line for it. Had... the t- tournament had not been necessary, and he'd actually been able to face Enzo like he was supposed to. So I, I'm, I'm going with Cedric.
0: All right. Very nice. As we look up to the ceremony, and I see Dana Warrior. We're looking lovely, as always, getting ready to present the Warrior Award tonight to JJ Johnson, which will be pretty awesome. As I see Tino Sabatelli in the background from NXT attending tonight's ceremonies. All right, now we're moving on to the main roster. Hi, Daniel Bryan. Hi, Bree.
2: All right. I just saw a of Leo Rush as well at the Hall
0: of Fame. Very nice. All right. On the listing here for WWE at WrestleMania, we have the Women's Championship on Raw, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, the Goddess versus the Irresistible Force. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax have been besties for the longest time until it was revealed when a camera was on in a backstage segment that Alexa has been manipulating Naya into doing her bidding because she feels that Naya is gullible and will fall for anything. And she has manipulated her to the point to make Naya feel good about herself to help her out keeping her title. Alexa, of course, found out the hard way that Naya found out the truth and Nia, let's just say, wants to break her in half. And Kurt Angle, upon seeing what Alexa said, has decided to grant Nia Jax her chance at the Women's Championship and will have it at WrestleMania. Also, of course, Alexa has been buddy-buddy with Mickey James, so there's that possibility at ringside. So the question is, is the goddess ready to be knocked off her pedestal by the irresistible force? Or will the goddess find a way of take, of, pushing back the irresistible force? That. All
2: right. With this whole women's revolution, they have a lot more little girls watching now. So they honestly, in my opinion, they need to be a little bit more responsible. Think of who they've got as an audience now with little girls and the fact that they're looking up to these women and They need to send the right message. They need to not, they need to have Naya win because they need to let these little girls understand that the way Alexa is acting and talking about Naya and everything with the body shaving and all of that is not okay behavior. You want to teach the younger generations to do better. So in my opinion, I think they really need to have Naya win.
1: Jeremy? Yep, we're in agreement on this one. I I would go with Nia Jax as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's no question. I mean, I think Alexa is a fine performer and all, but, yeah, it is true. She is kind of being – and Kurt Angle even said it. He said it to her. I heard what you said. I have daughters who watch this, and you need to be put in your place. So this is exactly the time. I know Mickey James is probably gonna to try to pull some shenanigans to make sure that Alexa does retain her title, but there ain't no way this is happening. This is Naya's moment. This is one this is one for all those girls who were told you were not good enough, Naya's gonna pull it, she's gonna become and I have been begging to see Naya as women's champion for the longest time. So yes, Naya Jax is taking this. All right, we have the and Sheamus, The Bar, versus Braun Strowman and a partner of his choosing. The Bar has stated that they have faced every tag team on the roster and they have beaten every tag team on the roster. They needed a number one contender. We, Kurt Angle, decides to have a battle royal. Out of nowhere, Braun Strowman enters the battle royal, eliminates pretty much the entire tag team division, and is left standing alone. Which means. He is the number one contender for the Tag Team Championship, but he has to choose a partner. Now, rumors have been running rampant as to who this partner would be. I will tell you, one of the biggest rumors was that of a former WWE superstar, Hulk Hogan. This rumor was somewhat fueled with a video that my loving fiancé, Jazz, showed me from the Boston House show that we went to, showing Braun Strowman doing the Hulk Hogan holding his ear and ripping his shirt deal. Once again, fueling fire that could possibly be Hulk Hogan. However, it could be someone else. The question is, though, who would step up to be Braun Strowman's tag team partner? Jeremy, what says you? Who would be a tag team partner and who's going to win?
1: Well, I think it's a pairing of Giants because I'm going with Big Show as the partner, and I think they win it, Big Show and Braun.
0: Very nice. Beth?
2: Honestly, I'm in agreement with Jeremy on this. I'm thinking it's the Big Show, and I'm thinking that Braun is going to win.
0: Yeah, I would have to to agree, but I do think Braun Showman is going to win. I mean, I think the bar has gone as far as they could as a tag team, even though they're still one of the better tag teams I've seen in a long time. But I'm going with a different tag team partner. Because somewhere down the line, even though you fell into the lake of reincarnation, somehow, some way, Bray is going to face Matt again. But maybe as one half of a tag team, the broken, the Woken ones, should Jeff Hardy be cleared to come back. I'm going with the rumor I've been seeing, and that is because I also saw it on Braun's Instagram story, Bray Wyatt as his tag team partner. And he and Braun win the match. After all, it was Bray who brought Braun to the WWE. So, that's my guess right there. we back
1: to the future.
0: Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. United, over to SmackDown now, we have the United States Championship on the line. Randy Orton entering the Hall of Triple Crown winners. I mean, uh, not Triple Crown, uh, Grand Slam winners. Becoming United States Champion for the first time. Congratulations A. M. Originally, he was supposed to defend his title against Bobby Roode, because Bobby Roode invoked his rematch clause. And then Jinder Mahal stuck his nose in it. So that put him in the matchup. But then Rusev last week pinned Randy Orton in a tag team match. So he went to the commissioner and GM, talked to them, convinced them, and they agreed to put him in the matchup, turning this into a fatal four-way. So now we have Rusev, Jinder Mahal, and Bobby Roode facing Randy Orton for the United States Championship. Jeremy, do you see it being a a celebration on Rusev Day? Do you see the
1: Maharaja
0: winning it? Will it be glorious, or is the Viper going to slither away?
1: Honestly, I kind of hope it's Rusev. (laughs) Um, My gut feeling, yeah, I mean, dude's really popular right now. Um, can't deny that. So uh, when you compare it to, so let me let me go in order from most likely to least likely. Um, I'm gonna pick Rusev as most likely, then gender, then Orton retaining, and then Rude last. And I might be wrong on that.
0: Oh, well, Those are your, I mean, that's your predictions, I mean, but you say it will be, he will win the title on Rusev Day. Yes. Okay. That's, it's get that re- smile re- off your face. If you're <laughs> going to do it, you got
2: to do it right. Oh, God. It is going to be Rusev Day!
0: I take it that you're picking well? Indeed. Jeremy, I can hear you. Jeremy, I can hear your eye rolling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are about to roll right out of my head. Well, <laughs> I take it you don't celebrate a day. Uh, I just I just can't get behind singing it. <laughs> Same <laughs> with me. All
0: right. Well I can respect that, but the thing with me is that as much as I would love to see Rusev win, for me, I think, I mean, for me, I've become, I really have become a fan of his. I really think he's making a name for himself, and he's a former world champion. And I think it would be kind of funny to see him holding the title. I, I know, if Rusev holds the title, it would still be the same thing, a foreigner. Well, you've got a Canadian, you've got an Indian, and you've got a Bulgarian. So it doesn't matter. That's the
2: beginning Mm -hmm. of a really bad joke.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But my money is on the Maharaja, the modern day Maharaja. I am going to say, don't hinder gender. Don't give me that look. Mm -hmm. There's the girl who sings Day. Why are you feeling my forehead?
2: Yep. Her forehead's a little warm, folks. I, I, I think she's overcome with a fever, and that's why she thinks the winner is going to be the Maharaja.
0: You make it sound like I'm still on the anesthesia. I'm not. I'm pretty much clear-headed,
2: so to speak. Pretty much, which means there is still that gray area. Yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway, like I said,
1: Moving on.
0: Don't hinder gender. Anyway, yes, like Jeremy said, moving on. Back over to Raw, we have the Intercontinental Championship on the line, as The Miz will be defending his title against both Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Both men have established themselves as number one contenders for this title. Miz has done everything he can to stir the pot to get these two to feud with each other, but the two of them have pretty much made it clear that their focus will be on getting that title. Miz, of course, says he's the most talked-about champion there is, Let's face it; he has done really good as the Intercontinental Champion, and of course, we always have the possibility of the Miz hanging around at ringside, willing to do whatever it takes to make sure Miz keeps that title. So, the question: So, is it going to be is it going to be awesome? Will the Demon walk away, or will the Architect find a plan to win that title? Beth, what's to you
2: It's going to be about I mean, he totally deserved it when he won the universal title. Unfortunately, he had to give it up because he got injured. And it's time for him to hold the title. Not to mention, you know, it would be really nice to make Vince eat his words about how over he is. All right, Jeremy.
0: What's say you.
1: I agree with Beth that it's time for uh Fowler to hold a title, but in my opinion, the i c title feels the i c title feels like a step down from where he really should be. He should never have been taken out completely of the universal title. Uh, picture, and he should he should be going for that right now. But having said that, I do think it is Bauer, uh, followed by Rollins uh, being a second pick. But that said, did anybody else feel like Miz was laying it on real thick on Monday?
0: Well, Miz has a tendency of laying
1: it on thick, anyway. Yeah, but I mean, this was thicker than usual. This was as thick as uh, this was thick as this was as thick as a jar of chunky peanut butter. Mm. Well,
0: like I said, so, I get a feeling that
1: he's going to do something. I, I I get a feeling he's going to do something especially heinous on Sunday. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, if he wants to keep that belt, especially from the curb stomp and the coup de bras, then he's definitely probably going to pull So I would not be surprised if he does do something like that. Um, But I'm really, and I have to say this as a side note, Finn Balor at WrestleMania, think about the demon entrance. We are going to be seeing the demon entrance at Wrestlemania. We've been talking about this for the past couple of years now since Finn Balor made his debut as a demon in NXT about how awesome it's going to look to see it at Wrestlemania. We're getting our witch. We are, hopefully fingers crossed, we are going to see it. He has a tendency of bringing it out during the big show and you can't get any bigger than Wrestlemania. So I can't wait to see what Finn has in store for us. All right. We, back over to SmackDown, the Tag Team Championships are on the line. The Usos have been Tag Team Champions for quite a bit. They've had a storied history with the New Day. But now the Bludgeon Brothers are starting to make their presence known and letting the Tag Team Division know that they are going to run over everyone to be at the top of the game. What better way to do that than to beat the Tag Team Champions? So it was determined that the three teams will face each other. This is going to be quite the matchup here because like I said, Uso's a new day have a history, but then you've got the newcomers, the Bludgeon Brothers coming up from there, and who knows what kind of shenanigans can happen, especially with the guys being as big as they are? So with that being said, will well that being said, will pancakes be flying through the air? Will we be hit with the, will we hit with the axes of the Bludgeon Brothers, or will we be entering the Uso penitentiary? Jeremy, I'll
1: start with you. First off, get it right. It's the Thorhammers, goddamn it. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you.
0: I couldn't think of the word out for it. I'm
1: just flipping on flipping on my words here. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, it's it's Thorhammers. Um, secondly, I think it's the Bludgeon Brothers taking this one, um, with a secondary pick of the Usos. Um, retaining I just don't think they go to New Day or go back to New Day but as we've said before I could be wrong alright
2: Beth well, in, brother.
0: that's
1: it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> simple as that alright
0: yep. Well, quick, simple, and to the point. That's fine. We can respect that. But, yeah, I mean, if the possibility of AOP coming up from NXT on SmackDown, like the SmackDown after WrestleMania. If if they're going to face a tag team, they're going to face the, one of the bigger tag teams on the roster, and that'll be, a, and that'll be the Bludgeon Brothers. Because I think that would be a lot of fun. Even though I would also love to see him against the Usos, especially with the words their promos versus Paul Ellering's promos, I honestly think they're going to go big man, big man, and the altars of pain. So with that being said, yes, I'm also completing it and going with the Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. All right, this is one match that has been talked about for a long time since the Royal Rumble. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line as the Queen, Charlotte Flair, Defends her title against the first-ever winner of the WWE Women's Royal Rumble, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Asuka has had quite an extensive undefeated streak. That started in NXT. She was the longest-reigning NXT Women's Champion, retired as Women's Champion, brought up to the main roster, has yet to be pinned, has yet to submit, and was the last woman standing in the Rumble. Everyone was wondering with bated breath as to which title she was going to pick to, to get at WrestleMania. She made her pick by appearing, of all places, SmackDown to face Charlotte. So Charlotte and Asuka—it's the title versus the streak. Will Charlotte be able to retain her title and break the streak of the Empress, or will the Empress? dethrone the queen, and become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And bonus question, does Carmella finally cash in? She's been teasing it for a couple of weeks, but she's always had a mishap one way or the other. But will this be it? Will she cash in, and will she be successful? So, yeah, it's kind of a three-parter right there. So, the Beth, winner, Carmella, will she do it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, that let's was... break it down. All right, let's break it down. The God, the queen or the empress. She
2: she's, she's going to go for the easier of the two to get and she's going to kick challenge.
0: All right, so you're saying that Charlotte will be the one to end Asya's streak. All right, she's nodding her head, folks. (laughs) We can't see head nods on the radio, Beth. (laughs) All
1: right, Danny. I'm gonna say Carmella does cash in, but does not is not successful. I think it's a I think it's a similar situation to what they did with uh, with Brock and Roman at Mania 31 where it's a mid-match cash-in that turns it into a triple threat. Uh, give the Wrestlemania streak up a, here. Even to Carmella. I'm sorry. Uh, there's just no way. So, it's Asuka.
0: Well, I have to say that for this match, this is a match when I saw Oscar challenge Charlotte, I was very excited because Charlotte, Oscar has yet to face Charlotte. She did not get a chance to face her. She has faced Sasha, she has faced Bailey, I believe she has faced Becky. So, this is going to be one for the ages. I mean, I love the... I mean, I just love it. The Queen versus the Empress. Something about it is just... I don't know. It just sounds like a samurai movie. It just sounds so nice. And I know this is going to be one of the top most awesome matches on the card. Both of them are going to give it their all. But I'm sorry. The Queen will be dethroned. I'm definitely going with Asuka. I'm not breaking the streak as Charlotte pops up on the TV as the Hall of Fame begins. But, yes, I'm going with Asuka. And... I'm agreeing with Jeremy. Carmella does retain. She does pull a Seth Rollins and cash it in mid-match. But let's face it, Oscar is not going to make is not going to have Carmella beat her. So I unsuccessful think. cash in. Oscar wins the whole thing.
2: And with all due respect, that's going to be complete part of my language. But actually, no, it's okay because we have this rated as explicit language. Yeah. That's going to be complete fucking bullshit if they've had Carmella hold the briefcase for this long for the first ever women's Money in the Bank match and then give her an unsuccessful cash-in. Because Money in the Bank was cashed in successfully from its inception for how long until somebody didn't cash it in successfully? For them to start the women straight out from the gate with an unsuccessful cash-in, that will be bullshit. Well, let's
0: face it. The first time it was done, there was a blemish on it because James Elliver stuck his nose in it. That we had
1: to have the match have a do-over. Well, hold what on, hold it? on. Let me let me make a point here. We do have the shake-up coming up. Who's to say that Tormella doesn't make a move over to Raw and end up cashing in against Nia, beat her, and that sets off a new feud? That's a
0: good point. I mean, Carmella could have another mishap and have somebody, you know, try to cash in, but then something happens that you can't. So that's a possibility as well. But it be pretty awesome to see. But this, like I said, this is going to be one match I'm very excited for. As we see the first inductees into the Hall of Fame, and shall not with the deadly boys. Okay, time out real quick. That's I know for you, how do you feel about this? Because you wouldn't of course, have history. Honestly,
2: honestly, they deserve it.
0: The history, of course, I'm referring to is her almost getting into a fist fight with Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> and, of course, us meeting Yvonne Dudley, but that's another story for another show. All
1: right, Hold on. Timeout. Wait, can I call a timeout on the timeout here? <laughs> i would never heard this story about Beth almost getting in a fist fight with fucking Bubba.
2: I was at an ECW show. I was front row. They were doing the shit of talking shit about the town. Asked if anybody was willing to stand up to defend the city of Fall River's honor. Me being me stood up. He looked at me and he's like, oh, You know, this sounds pretty pathetic, considering the only person willing to stand up for them is a little girl. And by the looks of her, what the hell do you guys have in your water? Hamburgers? And I'm just like, oh, no, you didn't. It took all ten people with me and every Atlas security guard, which if you know old school ECW, you know full well who Atlas security was, to keep me from going over the security barrier to to go into the ring and go after Bubba. As I'm yelling the entire time with them holding me back, going, Bubba, you're a bitch. Your ass is mine. I actually have a friend who has that show on video from RF Video. And every time they see me, they're like, oh, look, it's the little badass that was threatening Bubba Ray. And it took over 20 people to hold her back. (laughs) And now they're
0: being inducted into the Hall of Fame. (laughs)
2: It's okay. okay, Bubba. One day, when you least expect it, the little, the little
0: girl, the little girl that eats that has cheeseburgers in the water from Fall River, will get you. <laughs> All right. Back to, predi- Back to WrestleMania predictions. Okay. We switch over to SmackDown. This is a tag team matchup that, well, it's a. Uh, Well, it's one of the matches because it's special about this matchup because of one of our participants. We were happily introduced to the news that Daniel Bryan was cleared to get back into the ring. This was something a lot of fans were praying for and hoping for for Daniel Bryan since he announced his retirement several years ago. But he has been given the all clear by the doctors. He can wrestle again. And, of course, a lot of people were happy, happy tears were cried that night. But Daniel O'Brien decided to use his platform after being viciously attacked by Sammy and Kevin to issue a challenge. And that is for him and Shane McMahon to tag together against the team of Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, with the special stipulation. Should Sammy and Kevin win the matchup, they're back on SmackDown. But should they lose, they will be off SmackDown and not be rehired. So with that being said, are we going with the commissioner and GM? Yes. Or are we going with the team of what were they called? Cami?
1: Yup. Yeah. <laughs> Cami. And Cammy. the Yup movement.
0: All right. That's.
2: Daniel getting the victory? Note, I said I see Daniel getting the victory. Because I see something happening, and I see Shane, as much as he dislikes Owens and Zane, every step of the way until Shane took his little sabbatical, everything Shane was doing, Daniel was going and doing everything in his power to counter it. So I see Daniel winning by disqualification because I see Shane turning on him and helping Sammy and Kevin just so that he can get his chops in at Daniel. And bye, Kevin. Bye, Sammy. Have fun on Raw.
0: All right. Very nice. Jeremy, how about you?
1: I do see a turn from Shane I also see Daniel Bryan winning the match because he can't have a returning guy a returning star lose his first match back however I see Shane firing Daniel Bryan as GM but but not as a, a competitor, and rehiring Zayn and Owens anyway.
0: I do also see Daniel Bryan winning this matchup, but I think it's actually going to be an actual pinfall. I see Shane turning after the match, like they're celebrating, and then bam, which could lead to a possible Daniel bryan Shane McMahon match somewhere down the line. But I'm just happy for the fact that Daniel Bryan is coming back. So, yeah, I'm agreeing with the fact that Kevin and Sammy are going to go over to Raw. And I'm loving the fact that Daniel Bryan is coming back to wrestle. So, yeah, I'm agreeing with both of you and also going with Daniel Bryan. All right. We have another matchup of the authority figures. We have our GM of Raw, Kurt Angle, tagging up with the newly signed Ronda Rousey the face the CLO, Triple H, and the commissioner of Raw, Stephanie McMahon. Ronda Rousey, newly signed to WWE, made her debut at the Royal Rumble and signed her contract to be on Raw the following month by emphasizing it by slamming Triple H to a table, especially with Triple H and Stephanie bragging over the fact that that they now have control over Ronda. Ronda didn't appreciate that. So Ronda made it quite clear that her first matchup was going to be against Stephanie McMahon. However, Stephanie felt that she didn't need, she didn't have to because she was the commissioner. However, GM Kurt Angle pointed out that not only was she the commissioner, she's also a WWE superstar which puts her back on the roster. And since he can make the matches, he can make Stephanie versus Ronda. But Triple H wasn't having it. So Kurt Angle decided to go one better and make it a tag team match. Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda and Kurt Angle. Well, last week on Raw, they were having a press conference. Triple H and Stephanie attacked both Kurt Angle and Ronda, with Stephanie putting Ronda to a table. And both, both teams have been shown on YouTube going through extensive training. Like I said, this is Ronda's very first match. And, of course, it's debuting at WrestleMania. And she's not the first superstar. there have been a lot of superstars whose debut matchup has been at WrestleMania. And everyone's talking about, you know, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey. So the question in this matchup is, is Ronda Rousey actually going to pull the big one and get the victory here, or are Triple H's Stephanie going to show her she's in over her head? Jeremy, we'll start with you.
1: I think she gets the victory. I think uh, I think Stephanie gets her comeuppance. It's been a couple of years in the making, so I think it's time.
0: All right, Beth.
2: Okay. Overall, I do see Rhonda and Angle winning. I see Angle doing something that's going to end up resulting after mania with him getting fired, and I honestly see something happening where we have a bit of a return for storyline of the authority with there being a hell of a lot of interaction still between Steph and Rhonda, because we all know Steph can carry a grudge.
0: Yes, she can.
2: I mean, considering the fact that the grudge that set this up was three years ago.
0: Definitely. I mean, who could forget that moment in the ring between Stephanie and Ronda, The Rock, and Triple H, in which Ronda pretty much embarrassed Stephanie in the middle of the ring. Exactly. But I'll have to agree, though. I think Ronda does have the potential of being a good WWE superstar. We've seen a little taste, and I think she does have what it takes. And I really do see her her and Kurt Angle, I see a double submission. Like Kurt Angle's got triple H in the ankle lock and Rhonda has Stephanie in that really vicious arm bar of hers. So it's gonna be funny to see Stephanie tapping out as well as Kurt Angle as well as Kurt Angle getting triple H to tap out. So for me, yes, I'm also going with the team of Kurt Angle and Rhonda Rousey. And I know if I didn't say that, Jazz would never let me hear the end of it, especially since Ronda is his current favorite WWE superstar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have what's been called the dream match in the making. We have WWE champion AJ Styles defending his title against the winner of the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble. Shinsuke Nakamura, this is not the first time these two have faced. They have wrestled in the Tokyo Dome back a few years ago. It was considered one of the best matches of the year. Both are in showing respect. And ever since both men were signed to WWE, that's all anyone could talk about. When we get to see Shinsuke versus AJ at WrestleMania. And we're finally getting it. This is a dream match come true, and we've seen little teases of it with Shinsuke assuring his friend that all he needs is a knee to the face to get the victory. And AJ has promised that he won't let his emotions get in the way and that he's going to give everyone the dream match they've been waiting for. And honestly, personally, I think this will be in the match of the night. But anyway, this is a dream match in the making. And Beth, what are you watching?
2: Oh, I'm watching our lovely other counterpart walking down apparently, I believe, Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Daisy! Because she's live on Facebook.
0: Hi, Daisy! All right, we'll have to check out her video after the show. All right.
1: Jeremy? Three words. Knee to face. (laughs) Enough said.
0: All right, Beth. Need to face. Yep, need to face. Now I'm sorry, but like I said, when I thought Shinsuke Nakamura win the Royal Rumble, I was just thinking to the back of my head, please let it be AJ, please let it be AJ, please let it be AJ, please let it be AJ. And sure enough, he goes. The minute he said A, it was like yes. <laughs> It was just like he didn't even have to finish the sentence. The audience knew exactly who he was going for. Granted, we had that little moment at Fastlane where we weren't sure if he was going to face him, but AJ was able to retain, and this, like I said, this is going to be a dream match unlike anything. At WrestleMania, and plus, for me, even though it might be a bit of a jinx, because we all know most people who enter in with a live band usually don't wind up winning, But for me, I cannot wait to see what they have planned for Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance.
2: I've already told you, it's going to be Maxwell Hardy. We've seen him play the violin on Redding's Snapchat. Maxwell is going to end Shinsuke.
0: (laughs) Well, if Maxwell just happens to be busy at that time, I wonder what the backup plan is. Anyway, so this is going to be, like I said, the entrance and the match are the two things I've been looking forward to with this match since it was announced. So I cannot wait. All right. Well, before we talk about the main event, we do have to talk about one other thing. And that is, of course, John Cena's petition of trying to get The Undertaker to appear at WrestleMania to face him. Over the past several weeks, Cena has done everything he can to get a WrestleMania moment, including taunting The Undertaker. This past Monday Night Raw, he came out there. He begged one last time for the Undertaker to make any kind of appearance, and we got nothing. Granted, some of us were thinking, okay, maybe he will say something, but nope, the segment ended. Nothing. The Undertaker has not responded in any way, shape, or form, and Cena has said he will be at WrestleMania in attendance as a fan. However, Rumors are running rampant that The Undertaker could possibly make a last-minute appearance, or John Cena could make a last-minute begging to get in there. Now,
1: uh, it's question... It's not just rumor. It's not just rumor, but WWE is actually advertising that as part of the kickoff show.
0: So the question is, do you want to see John Cena face off with The Undertaker and... If The Undertaker does come back, with Kid Rock being inducted into the Hall of Fame tonight, is he coming back as the American Badass? That's what do you think?
1: Last time I checked, the people who did the uh, Roland theme so- or the Roland song that he used, that wasn't Kid Rock. That was Limp biscuit.
0: Well, remember when he came back the first I time.
2: I am American Badass! Well
0: remember he started well, using you rolling. Yeah, he started using rolling like two years after American Badass. Well American Badass was the song he came back to when he made his return. But what I'm saying is that you wanna see The Undertaker as the Undertaker or Undertaker American Badass if he faces John Cena. But
1: if it's to gonna be against, against John-,
0: John Oh, go ahead. Alright, go ahead, Jeremy. No, go ahead, she's done.
1: For now. I was going to say, it's going to be John Cena, then it's probably going to be his last match. And if that's the case, I wish they would have advertised it ahead of time. But if they're not going to advertise it ahead of time, at least let it be the dead man.
0: All right. Beth.
2: I respect your opinion, but I respect disagree because if he comes back as the dead man, then what the hell was the point of ending WrestleMania the way they did last year? What was the point of leaving the hat and the coat in the ring?
0: Yeah, hmm. I have agree Good because, point. yeah, he retired, I mean, the dead man character, I mean, they, it was so much respect that they didn't even take it down when they were taking down the ring. They just left his stuff there. I mean that's respect right there. But I have to say though, if you're going to be begging for the Undertaker to come back, and if he is going to come back, yeah, the only way I can see him coming back, even though he shouldn't, the only way I can see him coming back is at the American Badass. Kid Rock starts performing live. I'm saying Kid Rock starts performing live. Next thing boom, boom.
1: here's
0: the Harley going down the ramp. Here comes the Undertaker. So, that's the only way I can say it. But, I mean, personally, I don't think this thing should have started to begin with, but if we're
2: going to have it, John Cena versus American Badass. I'm okay, but you Here is a very fun little bit of trivia. John Cena has been wrestling since 2002. Uh, until now, there has only been one one-on-one pay-per-view match between John Cena, and The Undertaker, and that was X-Vengeance in 2003. It's been 15 years. It's time that the two of them face each other again on a pay-per-view. All
0: right. Very nice. All right. On to our top match. The Universal Championship is on the line. Brock Lesnar will be f- defending against the big dog, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has made it quite clear that he does not like the fact that a part-timer is our universal champion. Brock Lesnar has pretty much shown that he does not give a shit and will appear when he feels like appearing. And Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar have both stated that should Brock Lesnar lose, they are leaving the WWE, which is not far from the truth because it has been said that Brock Lesnar has re-signed with UFC, and Paul Heyman is going to become an executive producer of a reality TV show. So there could be a possibility that Brock is losing. But then again, we know wrestling swerves happen at any time. So with that being said, for me, Brock Lesnar, I'm sorry, get the fuck out. Roman Reigns all the way. (laughs) Jeremy?
1: You know, let me let me first say that if that is the case, they can't possibly close WrestleMania with this match. I mean, they just can't. crowd will shit all the fuck over it. That said, I agree that it should be Roman because that's what they've been building to for the last year. They might as well get it out of the way. Uh, that
2: we all know it's going to. We all know it's going to be Roman. And the thing is, to a degree, he's actually somewhat won the fans over, only because of the fact he's been saying what we've all been thinking. But here's the thing: Lesnar being part-time. Has kind of devalued the Universal Championship because I'm trying to find out now exactly, but um, I know like the I know before like February, he could only have like maybe I think five or six matches, some of which were at post shows. And it's just complete and total bullshit that he can come and show up whenever the hell he wants, defend the title when he wants. Yet, again, back to Finn Balor. There's my boy Tommy. Back to Finn Balor. Finn Balor couldn't defend the belt. Now, you're supposed to be able to defend the belt. You're supposed to defend the belt. Correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't it always been that you are supposed to defend the belt at least once every 30 days? Amen. Brock Lesnar has now held the title for over 365 days. That's 12 months. He hasn't even defended the belt 12 times because a lot of his matches, were non-titled. A lot of the matches he's had in the past year have been non title defenses. So, I mean, if you're going to be a hypocrite and put the belt on a part-timer, then when they're not defending it every 30 days, you need to not give them special exceptions, and you need to make them play by the rules of everybody else, because otherwise, it's going to make people think, well, this title was all big and important when Finn won it, and Finn wasn't going to be able to defend it. So now that it doesn't have to be defended every 30 days, does that mean it's less important?
0: Well, I've never liked the fact of Brock Lesnar being the champion to begin with because I knew this would happen. I mean, we wouldn't be seeing the guy every week or every month. Or every other month. And the fact that his matchup, I can tell you at the Boston house show, his matchup, the triple threat, it was a rematch from the Royal Rumble, him versus Braun and Kane for the title. And I can tell you right now, in the time it took me to go to the bathroom and check out the merchandise stand, five minutes, the match was over. So, and plus, Brock Lesnar, he's just not that good in the ring. I mean, what is it? Two two Suplex, two suplex. suplex. F five one two three. That's pretty much a Brock Lesnar match right there. So, I mean, he's just not. I mean, he's just not a WWE superstar. He thinks he is. He really isn't. Let's face it. He just shows up for a paycheck. And plus, Jeremy's right. This show. I mean, if they ended with that matchup, it is going to be crapped all over because it's pretty much going to be WrestleMania twenty all over again. Because when it was rumored that he was leaving to join football, people were booing the hell out of him, were crapping all over the matchup. And for this time, they're going to be crapping all over the matchup, maybe not because Roman Reigns won, but because Brock Lesnar's leaving. As as surprising as it is, Brock Lesnar does have fans. Who knew? (laughs) So I have to agree with Jeremy. I don't think they should end it with that matchup.
2: Oh, I agree. They should end it with AJ versus Nakamura. Yeah. That was de- That's definitely going to give them the note that that show should that this show should end on.
0: Especially if the two of them give each other respect, because you know they're going to.
2: Exactly. Another inter- interesting fact that I actually just discovered about the uh, Universal title too, was the fact that Brock is currently the longest Universal champion. He has held the Universal title for over sixty percent of the time that that title has been around.
0: So yeah. So yeah, Brock. Well has of their course. Team yes, yeah? Of course he
1: has because <laughs> Vince Of course he has because Vince has this infatuation with getting the Roman versus Brock at WrestleMania. Well we're finally there.
0: Yeah, we're finally there, but it's like one of those matches where as much as it was built up,
2: not enough care. Yeah.
0: I love Roman. You know me, I love Roman. I think he's awesome. I think he's doing everything he can to be a great competitor. It's just the way he's being booked has everyone shitting all over him. And he didn't do anything except show up. But she's right. Roman's been saying the one thing we've all been saying for the longest time. Why are we we accepting a part-timer as our champion? I mean, come on, please. Brock Lesnar needs to drop the title, and we need to have him Have a champion that'll be there all the time defending it. And besides, just because Roman wins doesn't mean he's going to hold the title for very long. I mean, a certain somebody like Velvet Sky, I mean, no, I mean, a certain somebody like Finn Balor, who is due for another Universal title shot, could become champion if he doesn't win the Intercontinental Championship. I was going to say,
2: no, Velvet Sky is not going to be the next Universal champion after Roman.
0: Sorry, Velvet Sky came on the screen because Bubba Ray was thanking her, so. I was a little distracted. <laughs> All
1: right,
0: well, that's how WrestleMania. That's WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Velvet Sky. Well, wouldn't Velvet Sky distract
2: you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, you would.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, man. All right. Well, with that being said, um, I mean, I'm pretty excited for. I mean, I have to admit, I, up until maybe like last week, I didn't feel WrestleMania. I wasn't feeling it. But I think now that the day is coming up, now I'm starting to really get into it, realize, oh, my God, WrestleMania is this Sunday. And I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of, I mean, my top two matches on the card, as I've stated, both from SmackDown, AJ, Nakamura, Charlotte, and Asuka. Well, um, Jeremy, what, let me ask you, what matches are you looking forward to seeing on this WrestleMania card? <sighs> it's
1: got to be AJ, Nakamura, one. Oscar, Charlotte two. Uh let me think here. Um, Brian, Brian and Shane versus Owens and Zane three. All
0: right, Beth, how about you? What matches are you getting excited for?
2: Honestly, those are the three. And then, honestly, I do have to say though, as it, it's sad, but I'm honestly a lot more excited for Takeover tomorrow night than I am WrestleMania.
0: Well, that's understandable. I mean, a lot of people have said that sometimes Takeover is a better show than the big show the next day. Not the not the athletes, the actual show itself.
2: <laughs> now I have to say too, though, I really hope that we get to see some footage of these tournaments they're having at Access because. Dude, some of the stuff that's getting shown. I mean, I saw a fantastic spot from the Ono No Lee match last night at Access. Cassius Ono.
0: Oh No.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. Cassius Ono. Oh, who else? Who else is there that's Ono. Oh,
0: well, remember, we got fans out there who might be tuning in and may not know. Oh No, Oh No. <laughs> exactly alright well, how about the takeover what matches are you looking forward to at takeover
2: honestly it's one that I'm, the the two that I'm looking forward to the most are Black and uh, Almas and Gargano Ciampa
0: Jeremy how about you what matches are you looking forward to
1: I think it would be Gargano Ciampa and then the uh, and then the North American title match that should be really good, oh, uh, yeah, and of, of course you gotta you gotta see the. Of course, I gotta see the uh, the uh, NXT championship match too. Oh yes,
0: that's definitely number one on my list right there. I mean that one. But really, not there's a not a fun. bad
1: match on either show.
0: No, there isn't. Re- I mean, yeah, if you think about it, there isn't really. I mean, WWE. Both shows seem like they're going to be really great. It's just one might be better than the other. So that has been the way for the past couple of years. But it's going to be interesting to see, too, the Raw and SmackDowns afterwards because, as we all know, this is usually the time where an NXT superstar comes up and makes their debut. Now, we've been talking about AOP possibly coming up to SmackDown. Who do you see from NXT going to Raw?
1: Hmm. NXT to Raw. Um. Good one.
2: Honestly, I could possibly see Raw becoming a little
0: iconic. The iconic duo. Yeah. You kind of. I get it behind you. that.
2: We also need. We also need to remember, though, unfortunately, that not only. Is this a, is this one of the times of the year that we start getting people from NXT up? But this is also the time that we start seeing people being wished the best in their future endeavors. Oh,
0: their cleanup,
2: the spring cleaning, as yeah. y'all
0: like to call it. Yeah. Well, let's not talk on wood. Hope that that doesn't happen anytime too soon, but. As far as NXT goes, coming up to the Raw roster, yes, I do, would love to see, I, let, I do would love to see the goddess herself try to one-up the iconic duo, especially, that's like a Mean Girls part two right there. Because <laughs> I think that would actually be pretty funny. And, of course, the iconic duo going up against Absolution, that would be pretty cool, too. So, yeah, for the women's division. How about for the men's?
1: Mm. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, I definitely think iconic could get could be brought up for, for all from from the women's side. I like that pick. Uh, men's side, I would say almost.
2: Almas. Ooh, evil. yeah. Yep. I kind of see Gargano
0: more more of a smackdown guy. Yeah, I do to agree to that. But Andrade has a red shirt. Mm-hmm. Andrade Cien Almas I think would be an awesome addition to the Raw roster. Him and Zelina Vega, oof, that would be something. Although something would love to tell although if it doesn't happen and he does wind up on Smackdown, I would love to see Zelina and Lana going at it outside the ring. That would actually be pretty cool. But, yeah, Cien Alamos would actually be an an, an awesome addition to the Raw roster. For SmackDown, well, we talked about SmackDown for guys, for AOP. What NXT woman would you love to see join the SmackDown roster?
1: Ember. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We got to have have, – we gotta have Ember and Oscar again.
0: Mm, definitely, that's definitely a moment right there. Uh, oh my God! As we're watching the Hall of Fame, Bubba Ray and Devon gave Edge and Christian and Matt and Jeff their props, stating that if it wasn't for these four, these two wouldn't have gotten over the way they did. Oh, Matt had to get a delete in. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Oh, and Devon just did his own damn. Come on, Jeremy, give us one.
1: Damn! Well, Very
0: nice. And for some reason, they're playing the Dudley Boys music, I guess, letting them know that the speech is over. Yep. They actually cut them off. Oh, rude! And the announcer's coming out telling them that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That doesn't
2: look like a stagehand to me. That looks, like, no. that looks like a worker.
0: I know. Somebody's
2: going to a table tonight. I have a
0: feeling, yeah, because you have the Dudley. You first one thing. What idiot would interrupt the Dudley boys? Exactly. There we go. Jeremy, are you watching it?
1: I don't have the network right now, unfortunately.
0: Well, I have a feeling I may want to cut this show short because I want to check out the rest of the ceremony because, seriously, we need to be watching this. So with that being said, why don't we cut the show short so we can start paying attention to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us, as always, from the OK. We will talk to you on the next episode sooner rather than later. All
2: right. um, Peace from the 405, y'all. Before we go tonight though, I do want to let all of you know, if you have not yet picked up one of our amazing t-shirts, from now until 12 p.m. Central Time, Monday, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com, look for Squared Circle Cafe, put our fabulous shirts in your cart. When you go to checkout, you need to enter the code MANIA, M-A-N-I-A in all caps and you are going to get 20% off. Pro Wrestling Tees is running an awesome 20% off sale for the website this entire weekend, and we happen to have shirts there. So go get you some Squared Circle Cafe swag merch. Help yep. us out.
0: Exactly. Tweet us at FCC Podcast if you do get a shirt. Email us, cafe at gmail.com. You can go to SquaredCircleCafe.com. Get all of our social media information on there. Want to follow each one of us. And our lovely JC, as she said earlier, is in in Louisiana right now. She is going to access. She is going to her second WrestleMania. We wish her all the best, having all the fun in the world. And tomorrow she gets to meet her favorite, the big dog himself, Roman Reigns. So, JC, we love you. Have fun. Good luck meeting Roman Reigns. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our predictions. The Square Triple Cafe. For wrestling fans, by wrestling
1: fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.